centuries, mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. We're welcoming back the wonderful, incredible Paul. For those that didn't uh, listen to his last episode about tarot, um, you know, I really highly recommend it. Uh, Paul is a wealth of knowledge, and today we're focusing on the the art, the history, um, pretty much everything about tea leaf reading, which, you know, not a lot of people, um, I find, know much about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it seems like it was something that was super popular, you know, decades ago, but now kind of lost its mm-hmm. its air for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But I find that it's coming back. Indeed. And uh, so, Paul, you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about tea leaf reading? We'll just kind of take well, the episode well, as it I goes. Well, I would love to. Thank you again, Christina, for this opportunity. Um, as you know, I've been uh, reading tarot for over 30 years, and how I came to tea leaf reading, I certainly saw it in the Harry Potter movies, <laughs> you know, and, and was sort of aware of it, um, but didn't have a real knowledge of it. So as these things happen, I'm futzing around in a thrift store, and I see this unusual cup and saucer. And I look at it, there are symbols on it. I, I realize there is the zodiac in the saucer, and better yet, the small tag reads $2.50. I went... What the heck? This looks kind of spooky and interesting. So I take it home and I go on our friend, the internet, and find out it is a tea leaf reading cup. So I thought, what? What? It is such an interesting method of divination. And one of the things I like about it, and one of the reasons we may not hear a lot about it, it's terribly intimate. In the moments that you are reading with with somebody, it is a real exchange of, of this sweet energy that you too have created. There is enough um, in, intuitive power that's going on because there will be symbols within the tea leaves mm-hmm. um, that you can interpret. But it is a very, mm-hmm. I believe it started, it's uh, gypsies or the Armenian ladies. It, it is a very feminine aspected method of divination because these ladies would be sitting around, you know, before we had <laughs> cable and, <laughs> and the internet to talk about it. And of course, people come to readers, you know, I think for three reasons, romance, finance, or hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my money? Are they coming back? Is this the one? So that has never changed through the history of men. Mankind. So in this intimate moment, what they would do is they would brew some tea. You can also do it with coffee. I'm sort of not as, as proficient with coffee because the grounds are smaller. Mm. But, but with tea leaves, and it does matter which tea you use. But what happens then is that we brew a cup of tea. I may join you when you come with me. Um, and we drink the cup of coffee until there's enough liquid at the bottom that will still cause these tea leaves. The tea leaves are, are loose in the cup. And uh, we, we, so there's enough liquid that you... This is where the ritual begins. That you swirl the cup three times to the left. Okay. And I uh, once again, I was practicing with this cup I found in a thrift store. And then you upturn it with your intention into the saucer. Okay, like intention, the question. The or, question, okay. is he coming back? Am I going to win the lottery? You know, and, and you wait a moment, and then you flip the, the cup over. 
over. The handle represents you. So then on the interior of this printed cup, there are different symbols. There's a heart, there's a snake, there's a letter, there's all of these different symbols on the inside. So with the intention that you set, then we begin to look at the, the uh, almost like the, uh, the face of a clock. We start on your left. So uh, in the little area that there's a letter, you're going to get a message soon. You know, and there's the closer to the rim of the cup where your lip was, mm -hmm. never a slip twixt the cup and the lip. Ah. What near the lip is, is closer to um, manifestation. Things at the bottom of the cup, and in this cup, it shows an amazing four-masted schooner. It's on its way. It's going to take some time. Then you begin to look at the actual arrangement of these leaves. Because as with, with methods of divination, um, the divine has stepped in. Because it has arranged even unto the, I believe it's in, in the Christian Bible about, he even knows the sparrow's wing. So I get, I always am impressed with, he's even arranged these leaves for us to have images. And they break into some, some regular symbols. Is it a lion? Is it a bear? Could it be an arrow? Is it a face? I've been amazed at how many amazingly intricate faces I have seen in, in the tea leaf reading. So we, we work our way around the cup, and if, if it is about, is he coming back? Well, it may not be him, but let's look at this man under the symbol of the heart. It could be someone else is on their way, so this may be a time for you to clean up relationships. Because mm -hmm. as my grandmother said, you can't chase two rabbits and catch either one. So we, it may be a time of release for you. So And then we get around to the corner, and, and they're quite literal. Um, references to it's time to you know let go or be dragged and several things like that so so as we move that aside we look at the saucer because that's the timing that's the zodiac and it will give you uh if, if stuff is right dead in the center because if you imagine if you turn it over that would have to drop from the bottom it means that's what we pay attention to first so right where where the saucer where the bottom of the cup would meet the saucer and that little round thing that's soon and then the rest of what you're looking for is then um, in the zodiac oh it's it is so fascinating it's a little time consuming but it's also so so intimate I'm so enjoying it well, what would be like the average like since it is a little bit more time consuming mm -hmm. is this something that is normally done in a half hour and an hour is it like what an hour would be perfect but you know because here's the deal we have to boil the tea. We have to have a few minutes for it to steep so it's drinkable. I mean, you know, uh, I had a, a lady that I was doing it for that before I noticed, um, because I was doing it as a, a practice in my own home, she'd already poured cream in it, uh. which is hard. It's not impossible, but it's a little harder because it, it's the viscosity of the cream slows down the tea, the leaves. Uh. So um, you, you must have this one cup of tea without... Um, and I, I wouldn't toss a bunch of chemicals in it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. if you can do it as pure as possible. Also, seeing that tea is tonic. Mm. You know, that there's there might be a healing quality. Uh, Does it matter what type of tea you use? It, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with different teas. I, I have a tea, and it's my own personal preference, it's um, called Constant Comment. And the only reason, and it's a little plug to the Bigelow Company, only because my grandmother would use it. Okay. And it, it is uh, broad black tea uh, and a combination of, and also little pieces of orange, which mm. actually helps. It became the duck bill <laughs> in, in one of the readings. I, I was, it was fascinating, which was about Easter, which I thought, isn't that amazing? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm playing with different kinds of teas. Um, 
I think while we're having that moment of tea, first of all, that's why it takes so much time. We have to brew the tea. Then let it cool for a moment so it's at least drinkable. I don't want people you know, burning yeah, their tongue. Chugging it and then they have, you know, second yeah. degree burns in their mouth. Indeed, indeed. So, and then then we go through the... Um, through the whole uh, ritual of it. Um, well, you know, here at the store, we even carry our own, which is uh, the Cup of Destiny, which I also mm-hmm. like, which is sort of, um, it's, it's excellent because it is a, a uh, very simplified, do- it's easy to do. And, uh, you know, we've discussed about having classes, which is nice within getting your own cup. It comes with a little, a little uh, pamphlet with it. So that if you can't remember it from our class, then you could go home and, and do it. But, and, uh, and re-look it up. So you've mm-hmm. been studying this, and there's, mm-hmm. there's a few different variations of the mm-hmm. cup. Now, I know because I know you, and you get mm-hmm. other messages too, mm-hmm. so is that coming through within the reading as well, you know? Where I'm usually in a very comfortable area in tarot, um, because we have the symbols in front of us. It is similar because we're getting symbols, but there seems to be, and maybe that's why in several cultures it's a tea leaf or a, a tea ceremony. There's something really very intimate and sacred of these two people that are brought together over over a magic elixir. <laughs> Quite literally, it's very wonderful. And I, I can only imagine the uh, the legions of women I don't know that men didn't do it with beer and tankards. I mean, yeah, not, yeah. But, you know, women, it's a very um, femininely aspected uh, method of divination, which I think with the rise of the divine feminine, it is its time. Yeah. It is its time. I'm fascinated because a friend of mine who we've been trying to coordinate wants to do it from a business standpoint. He wants to know about timing with it because okay. of the zodiac, especially for some investments that he wants to do. Oh, and so how would that work? Like uh, the different the different uh, quadrants for the zodiac would indicate the different Timing. months. Mm-hmm. Also, we we have that symbol for like messages. So is it time to contact your your investment banker? Is it time to shift things? I've even seen an arrow pointing, meaning it's time to let the arrow go. It's time for things to move. Let's move on. It's uh, it's fascinating. It's uh, I'm 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 so excited about. It. I'm so excited that we get to do it here. Yeah, and we'll get to do it even more. So what about like group settings? Mm-hmm. How do people relate to that? Because I mean, you just shared a lot about intimate one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, this relationship that somebody forms mm-hmm. with with the reader, with you, and with the tea. Mm-hmm. Now, can that intimate experience be done in a group setting? You like know, a I think, tea party? I think so. I think what I like about it, especially in like a, a learning setting, um, probably no more than six. And why that is, is then, as we go through the class, and I would think it would be a couple of hours, that we would, uh, I would do a quick little reading for each person with their first cup of tea so that they could see it. We'd also have, um, you know, uh, material so that they could reference it. And then the second go-round, and I always love when people think, well, I can't do that. Well, if you're, if you're even drawn to what we do, your intuition must be pretty high anyway or you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So then each of them, within the six, I think having a round number is important for class because then they'll read for each other. Ah, fun. You know, I mean, there'll be a lot of page flipping, but how else does anyone learn? Yeah. And then, then I can monitor and move through people and offer offer newer insights or perhaps let's consider this. So, so the optimum number... Um, I don't know that I could do it as a stadium setting, you know, <laughs> because that's kind of hard to break it up. But uh, that would still, I think six is the wonderful number for it. Um, I would even edge it to seven because then they would be my partner. So we would have eight in the room. 
Nice. So, uh, I, in fact, I've been asked to do it for a bridal shower, so that's kind of cool. Oh, see, that's what I was thinking, like mm-hmm. the different showers and the different, you know, groups mm-hmm. or, you know, tea parties. Mm-hmm. Now, since you've been doing Carol for 30 years mm-hmm. and, you know, you picked up tea leaf reading years ago and mm-hmm. kind of been studying and mm-hmm. becoming, you know, refining your skills and honing in on mm-hmm. that, what would you say the biggest advantage and disadvantage it has in comparison to tarot? I think the biggest advantage, and what I, as I said, I've noticed is this, uh, and certainly with the people I read for tarot, uh, I enjoy uh, a, certainly connection. But there must, it must be something about when people share food or drink that mm. brings that little bit of intimacy in. It's what I like. The downside to it is there's a lot of cleanup. Then you got to do some dishes. You got to clean up. Okay. Where, you know, in tarot, I just collect the cards and we're done. <laughs> but I mean, like, as far as like the messages or the mm-hmm. different information that comes through, like, a, like uh, seeing that a lot of people haven't experienced a tea leaf reading, but maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I think the most common reading that a lot of people, even if they haven't had one, they can understand what a tarot reading's like, you mm-hmm. know, and then mm-hmm. you get into different things like the Akashic Records or different psychic or clairvoyant readings Mm -hmm. and you know there's a whole gamut and I think everyone holds like a different you know slight way of interpreting or bringing upon a message that's different uh, both in a positive way and a negative way than a different modality Mm -hmm. and so you know for those that are listening to kind of get like an idea of like okay how would this vary and why would this be you know better than doing like per se a tarot since that's your expertise Mm -hmm. and you know how and where do you see that it's amazing in all of these aspects but you know it's really not as well aligned if you want to learn about this this or that because it doesn't provide that you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying i do i do um what i what i've noticed first of all is in in the reading i will it much like looking at clouds do you know if we were to stand outside and see some of the beautiful clouds that pass over us i'd go "Do, do you see the clown and maybe you don't. So I find in my reading, what do you see? Because people go, oh yeah, it's a dog. I see the dog. So do I. So where he's pointing to, they're letting you know that there may be some people around you that are are um, barking or talking or barking. You know, it depends on the region it is in the cup. But sometimes they will see something entirely different. Huh. You know, uh, a woman I was reading for who is so interested in becoming a mother. I did not see the baby she saw in the cup. But when she saw it, I went, absolutely. Kind of looked like the, the um, Gerber baby in this little face. I thought, uh, because that's so up for her. And, and I love that. But it was also in, in the region, in the cup of, of soon manifestation. It was up near the rim. You know, it, uh, even in, in, um, in the saucer, it was, it was slated for the next year. So... So interesting. So kind of what I'm hearing, maybe mm-hmm. you can clarify, is mm-hmm. that in, in in the tea leaf reading, you know, in other readings, it's more what the reader facilitator is getting and they're sharing that information. But in a tea leaf reading, it is open to also share uh, you as a person that is getting the reading, you can share what it is that you see and the different mm-hmm. things. And so it becomes a little bit more interactive. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Well, you know, in tarot, uh, it depends on where the card lands. And I usually use a Celtic cross spread or the meaning of that card. And that's 
pretty much immutable. I mean, you know, there's yeah, interpretation. Like I, I've, no, I've never had somebody do a tarot reading and says, what do you think this card yeah, means? This is like, what, it's, this it's, is what, it's what the practitioner, it's what the facilitator <laughs> thinks it, and, and sharing that information, whereas, you know, you're saying, you know, it is standard in this practice for the person that is receiving the reading to look in and say, what is it that they're seeing? What is mm-hmm. it that they're picking up? Mm-hmm. And then kind of taking and helping clarify that mm-hmm. outward. Exactly. And also since it's of the moment, you know, those tarot cards are as ancient, you know, hundreds of years they've been around. Tarot or uh, tea leaf reading as well, because, but it's of the moment. Those leaves are just here for this. It's just for you too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really uh, that, that, you know, we can only find the infinite breath to breath. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it may seem a little crazy. Usually when people are doing this, this is a little crazy. I said, well, you know, even the saints had to lose their mind on the way to God. Yeah. So, uh, but it's also reflective of, we've been talking about the divine feminine, women's intuition. Mm-hmm. I think about how uh, the feminine aspect of... Um, the emotionality for it. Uh, these ladies sitting around going, oh, he is coming back. He'll come back from the wars or he'll, you know, it's, it, they were also to do it to comfort each other. Yeah. You know, uh, I look forward to working with a little cop because I, I do love coffee, uh, but it's, it, the grinds are, are even different and they clump differently. So. Yeah. I've, I've had where I've had, um, an older Armenian woman mm-hmm. do, and it's like mm-hmm. this the Armenian coffee, it's like the thick espresso, mm-hmm. and then flip the cup over and then exactly. try, tell me what she was seeing and mm-hmm. then give me all this information. But I mean, it wasn't necessarily where the, because I'm sure once you get to know the different uh, quadrants mm-hmm. in relationship to the handle and stuff like that, you, mm-hmm. don't, you don't need all the other like symbols, but it's, it, it's part of uh, the process of learning and growing, you know? Well, and that's uh, one of the reasons I like to use the cups that we, we have here at the Braid or, or one that has symbols. Not, I, I'm learning to kind of do it automatically now and intuitively because I've been doing it. So I could do it with just a regular bring your favorite cup from. Cup, not mug. And why that is, because I tried it with a mug, because mugs by themselves are a cylinder, mm. and sweet tea cups have a smaller bottom and flare up. There's more room. Ah. So I started to collect beautiful teacups. <laughs> of course just, you did. <laughs> of course I did. But to, to, because now I could possibly read anywhere. Yeah. With any kind that you have. I think for those people that come, it's important for them to see so they, they could do it too or they would understand it. Um, for people that just wanted to, to come for a tea leaf reading, you know, if you happen to have a sweet special cup and saucer, because we have to have the timing too, mm-hmm. um, we could do that. But um, I think it's much more. And people get so excited about that they could go home and do it themselves. So. That's great. So another advantage I'm hearing is that it's, it's pretty good with timing. Do you find that uh, the readings that you've been doing with people are pretty accurate as far as like the time wheel that you use? Well, it, it is because it has the zodiac uh, with it, sort of like uh, the face of a clock. So I do like that. Where sometimes in tarot, it's a little open-ended. I'll, I'll get a season, you know, by fall it, it looks like, or perhaps next spring you might want to look at. But here, uh, you, you also, because the cup is who you, or the handle of the cup, is where we start. But what I'm finding, and I've played with this a little bit, and this may be just my own interpretation, I take your zodiac sign and make that the beginning of your year under the under the handle. Ah, oh, I like that. And, and then and then we can see so let's say 
uh, currently we're in March. So let's say your birthday is in March. So we would put Pisces. It depends. Pisces there, and that's where the, the handle would go. And then we swirl three to the left and turn it over. Because then we'll see as time uh. begins to move. As the zodiac, as the wheel begins to move. It's all so inter- interconnected. It's yeah. fascinating. Isn't it? It's so amazing to me. I get so excited about it. What's your favorite thing about it? I think I think it took me this long as a reader practitioner for myself to be ready for the intimacy. That's I keep saying that word over and over, but it is. It it um is so of the moment, and especially with the symbols, especially with how the tea is sorted out, because that cup is never going to be reproduced again. It can happen once. Mm. True with tarot, too. But what I'm interested in with tarot sometimes is when people, I have uh, regular clients, I will watch a card move through the deck, <laughs> you know, move through positions going, oh, remember when it was over here and now it's here? <laughs> I haven't had that experience yet in, in reading for tea, or tea leaf reading, of seeing a same symbol in the same area. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't. It might, because, you know, we're into the infinite possibilities that could happen. That will be pretty amazing if we see, you know, the same dog has now moved around. <laughs> the dog, someone has moved around the cup. Then, I'm, then we're going to know a larger hand is, is in it. So, Aww. but it also seems, what I also, it seems very gracious. Do you know? Mm. It's a very gracious method of divination. So I, I'm just having a ball. I love that. I, 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 and then, uh, so can people have one-on-one readings with you? Certainly, we'll do that here. Absolutely. And what are some other things that, if if you, if what are some other things that you want to share? Maybe about the interesting history of tea leaf reading that you found, or, you know. Um, well, as I said, uh, since it is, it is probably. See, um, around I think the 1300s is when when it was started primarily for women. That, you know, uh, as empires came and fell and as uh, life would roll by, women have always had that sort of, men in a different way, but uh, bonding. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine if, if uh, a mother teaching a daughter, a daughter then teaching her daughter, the grandmother and the granddaughter and the mother sitting around having tea, it just seems to be such a, a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't we all want connection? It seems to be an e- easier connection. It is with tarot, but by its very nature, sort of, people come to ask questions. They're almost coming to the oracle to yeah. ask specific questions. There doesn't seem to be, I was going to say, a superior-inferior vibe. There seems to be a let's look. What do you, you know, because I find myself, do, do you see, oh, you see, oh, you see a starfish. Oh, there's not a starfish. That could mean possible ocean travel that could be possible it it seems to be um a little more indistinct but wide open with possibilities and the timing seems to be a little better than tarot where tarot might be a little more exact of uh a rest opening a restaurant right now is not a good idea <laughs> you know it's just not a good idea and it's, we don't have a lot of support for it but here they're saying a seafood restaurant perhaps let's look at some timing maybe in two years you know maybe with because we're in this this, um, let's say Pisces, maybe next year or a couple, keep it in mind, you know, and yeah. then it, it's, um, it's a very a gracious and very loving, uh, method of divination. I, I can't, I can't, I just get so excited. <laughs> yeah. It feels very maternal. Very, it does. And very heart centered. And for this double cancer, that's where I'm based anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Good stuff. Paul, mm-hmm. oh, if you had to share 
Uh, one last thing, what would it be? For those people that are fascinated with this or interested in this, and, and you are listening, I always think that there's no accident. So here's the good news. Since this is now planted, follow it. I would love to come meet you. I would love to read for you. I would love to do all of that. But now that this is here, it's no accident for all of us. So um, as we all make this this cosmic shift into unity and and healing, um, I wish you really well on your journey. And make sure you stop and have a cup of tea. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and of course, everybody, you can find Paul here over at Liberate Emporium. And um, we are opening another location Whee! in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And so depending on when you're listening to this, if you listen to it when it just comes out, then it's going to be, you know, in a month or so. But if you're listening to this after the fact, you know, so Liberate Hollywood, it's uh, located on Selma. It's going to be amazing, beautiful uh, building that we will also do some tea leaf classes and readings mm-hmm. on the rooftop mm-hmm. just sipping tea morning mm-hmm. noon and night mm-hmm. uh, so you know <laughs> just keep that in mind and look us up find us if you like this episode please 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 leave us a review it really helps other people find us so that we can continue to uh, share this insight knowledge and um, inspiration with uh, many other people uh, thank you so much and join us next time <laughs>